ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This is Janice Porter, and my guest today is Gada Vanderpool. And Gada is coming to us all the way from New Zealand, which is very exciting for me. I now have an international podcast. So welcome, Gada. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you. So as is in true form with um, me and the Relationships Rule podcast, in that I am a relationship builder and teach others how to do the same, Gata actually reached out to me, um, seeing me somewhere on Facebook in a group perhaps and connected with me on LinkedIn, sent me an email about an interesting project that she's doing, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, And we had a, I think we started with a Zoom call, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Just, um, you know, just seeing what the fit was there. But yeah, yeah, we just had a quick Zoom call. getting to know you call in a, in a way for us to see if there was a way for us to do some work together, which was yes. great because that's also the beauty of having um, a home-based business, a, and uh, being an entrepreneur is that we can really work globally and it, and it's, it's really exciting that we can. So let me mm-hmm. tell you a little bit about Gata and her background, and then I'm going to get her to fill in the gaps a little bit and tell us about her current work. So, She's global, period, because I think, uh, now just correct me if I'm wrong, you lived in Canada as well as the U.S., correct? Yeah, so I'm originally Canadian, so I was born in Canada. Yeah, Uh yeah, Montreal girl. (laughs) French French speaking? Yes, not so much these days. There's Mm -hmm. not that much of an opportunity here. Just out of curiosity, the date of this, um, the date we're recording this podcast Mm -hmm. is um, October... 24th I think 21st yes uh, 2019 do you know what's happening in Canada today I do know what's happening election yes Let's, I haven't I haven't it because the thing is I'm in the future so it's uh it is Tuesday <laughs> well, afternoon right. right. Tuesday afternoon here so yeah. I've been busy 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 all morning and I've just got back home so I don't know what's going on but we don't know anything yet either until later okay. tonight so but I just yeah. wondered if you knew so that's awesome so um Gata is an award-winning digital marketer with 20 years experience in the U.S. and in the New Zealand market and has worked both the agency side and with various brands and now runs her own digital agency and delivers online coaching programs for coaches um she has a pretty uh interesting group of uh, clients that she's done social media campaigns for uh, from airlines to um, auto companies to baby uh, products and and even a show which I'm gonna guess is is it New Zealand or is it just that I don't watch MTV no 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 that is totally American that was that was several years ago but yeah 
just that whole reality side of things. I think he was uh, he's he was a professional skateboarder and his bodyguard. That's what it was about. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I know. So here's the part that really though um, intrigues me and and I think connected me with you is that you're an educator at heart because so am I. I love teaching and training, mm -hmm. and you say that you um, you're always looking at new initiatives to help women in business succeed including one that's coming up that I'm excited to be a part of called the Confidence to Profit Virtual Summit, which is uh, next month. And you're also creating a, a membership for businesswomen that will provide the framework to launch and scale their online coaching businesses. That's pretty exciting. And maybe we should just talk about that now because it's current and uh, it's happening. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, how did you come to this? And, and, it's been um, fairly it's, quick, right? That you put yeah, yeah. Well, it's been it's definitely been a journey. I've been part of other virtual summits, and the idea is that you are taking part in a summit, so you're consuming interviews and presentations from different people. But because it's virtual, you do it from the comfort of your own home. You know, you're in your pajamas, and mm -hmm. you can download these amazing interviews. And there's virtual summits for just about anything under the moon. And I'd always thought I wanted to do one for women in business, particularly, you know, coaches and course creators, uh, network marketers, that, that sort of, you know, women that are building their brand online and, um, you know, really trying to push their businesses forward. So I, um, I, I decided that, yep, this is the time to do it, you know, give myself that three months to do it, to find the right people, to interview the people, and then to get the summit going. But of course, to step back, I needed to figure out like what was going to set this apart from other social media, like sure. other social media based virtual summits. You know, I've seen uh, Instagram summits, I've seen Facebook summits, but I wanted this to really speak <laughs> to women who are coaches. Like I said, that I really wanted it to speak to a specific set of women. So I looked at what the issues tend to be, and I looked, I figured out there's three main things, right? So there's the, the, the knowledge of how to use the different platforms. So for instance, how to use LinkedIn, how to use Instagram, how to use Facebook, Facebook groups, you know, there's a lot out there. Once you figure out where your clients are, there's always that, okay, now how do I use the network? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing was around that confidence <laughs> and that mindset where a lot of the times are we're not moving forward in our business because we don't have that belief in ourselves or we don't have that confidence to put ourselves out there on on the internet you know because of trolls because of, of whatever so that was the second thing was that mindset and that confidence and then the third thing was around having that profitable business um you know we all not just women but we all you know have issues at times with actually asking for the sale so so true yeah so all the experts that i rounded out are uh fit into one of those three categories right they're either experts in the different social channels or an expert in mindset and building your confidence and your communication skills or on you know how to ask for the sale different sales strategies but all related it all pulls ties back into social media in one way or another so, um, yeah, and I bounced that idea off a few people and everyone said, yeah, 
that's that that is the journey that is the journey of women in business they do need to put all three of those things together mm -hmm. to succeed so true um it's funny mm -hmm. i was just talking to somebody today a networking call with someone that i reconnected with on uh, linkedin and mm -hmm. she was talking about a uh, we were talking about a face-to-face uh, -face, in-person networking uh, organization that we both had been a part of her in Seattle Washington and me in Vancouver and mm -hmm. I was asking her about it and whether she found that she was getting a lot of business from uh, the meetings and the people that she met there and she mm -hmm. said um, well she said I don't know that I've gotten a lot of business I don't even know if I've really gotten any business from it and I said well don't take this the wrong way but have you actually asked for it yes you know right. and that is so common that and it's mm. not that you have to ask for it right then and there and in fact you have to get to know people first and so we had this great conversation about um how to network effectively whether it's in person or on a social media channel and i think i don't know what the what the the stats actually are but i would bet that they are the majority of people women in particular mm -hmm. I uh, don't mm -hmm. get the sale because they never friggin ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. And as you said, you know, we were, we're great relationship builders. Sure. And so yeah. we can get stuck in building relationships for a very long time <laughs> to the point where, you know, the other person's almost waiting for you to ask. They're almost going, I know what this is about. Mm -hmm. I know that they've got a service that's good for me or a product, but they're not asking. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can pick up on that for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a really good, and we can come back to the confidence, um, uh, sorry, confidence, the, uh, to, confidence profit. to profit yeah. summit because I want to remind everybody about that as well. But I, I think it's a good segue to talk about um, something that I saw on, I think it was on your uh, website. Uh, mm -hmm. What gets people to buy? Mm -hmm. um, it's not the brand that has the most likes. It's the one that knows how to create conversations that convert sales. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if we're not asking, we have to, uh, before we even get the opportunity to ask, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing that this is about, um, uh, uh, what's the right word, but not suggestive, but, but uh, copy that, that converts. And that, yeah. talk to me a little bit about that, because I'm not very good at that. Right. Well, I guess particularly so, you know, I'm always talking about, uh, you know, the, the coach, the female coach. Yes. And a lot of it is around the storytelling. Okay. A lot of us are, we're in a situation where we're coaching on something that we've gone through or we're coaching because we've seen a gap in the market that no one else is teaching people how to do something. And, you know, that's where the story com telling comes in. It's about, Compelling, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, compelling. And, and you want to, you're uncovering people's pain points and you're, you know, it's like bringing the elephant in the room, like just bringing it clearly to the forefront. It's like, okay, these are your pain points. These are the things that are keeping you up at 3 a.m. And then being able to kind of cast that vision for people to show them how you can fill that gap, how you can help them solve that problem, whatever it is, if it's, helping them in business, if it's relationship coaching, if it's weight loss, you know, there is, 
the coaching online coaching business is one of the largest, um, what is it? It's one of the fastest growing, largest growing, uh, forms of media online at the moment. So there is coaching for everything, <laughs> for everything and anything. And it is about just showing people how you can help them. And so yeah. what I think is really interesting because you said that you like to, you're an educator at heart mm -hmm. as am I, I'm a, I'm a teacher by trade and, and I was yeah. a corporate trainer for many years as well. Yeah. I really see the difference between teaching and coaching. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I, I was an educated uh, teacher as well. So, um, and that's why like in my bio, you see that like my, marketing side of me was only in New Zealand and America, but in Canada, I, I taught, I was a teacher in Canada and I taught a little, a tiny bit here in New Zealand, but in, but never in the States. I was always a marketer, sure. but yeah, totally. The difference between just telling people what to do versus the coaching of, yeah. you know, it's, it's another and level. You tell me what you want or need and I'll help you get there. Right. That's yeah. it's, it's a support from beneath. Whereas teaching is teaching is new yeah. material to you. And I'm going to show you how it works and, you know, yeah. and there is, but I do find that there's a lot of people that don't understand that difference. Mm. And uh, there's too many coaches out there that aren't, um, they're either not, uh, qualified or they um well you said a really good word before you said tell me what you want and that's the big thing is like actually listening to yeah. what it is yeah. i think that's probably yeah. yeah like the listening whereas a teacher yes you can say that teachers have to listen to their students but there is kind of like a you're trying to get them from a to b on yes. a on a curriculum on a syllabus on a yeah scoring system but coaching is really about that future casting that vision casting of where is it you're trying to get to what are you trying to make happen and how can i help get you there right and at the same time one of the things that you mentioned about building their confidence and their mm. mindset which is a coaching thing for sure it is yeah. in teaching too but it's just different and i think yeah. that um as long as we're clear because when you know I always make sure people know that that's my background, teaching and training, because that's the methods mm -hmm. that I use. That's how mm -hmm. I work. I'm a teacher. I'm not a coach. I, although I can be, and it's funny because when it comes to, um, well, talking about building relationship and listening to people, I do, yes. I teach people how to do that. So, it, you know, in a way it's a coaching tool, um, yeah. but it's still, um, I, I do get people, I'm, I'm amazed actually. I don't know if this happens to you with Facebook. Uh, mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that in a second also. But with LinkedIn, when I, when I am going through how to build your profile and then we move into um, how to uh, effectively use a messaging strategy to uh, connect with people and then build relationship with mm -hmm. the goal of taking it offline uh, and perhaps doing some business together. What mm -hmm. happens is people don't know how to actually talk to each other. They don't know what to say in these messages without it either yeah. being salesy or fluff. Yeah. Right. So it has to be a little, it has to be, um, um, targeted, but it has yes. to be about them and you have to show an interest and listen to what they have to say. So 
I find that very interesting. What do I say in my message? You know, I hear that a lot. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and, and then you kind of wonder if, what people, and I mean, I think we, we do get caught up in our heads with what do we say? What platform are we on? What works on LinkedIn? What doesn't work on Facebook? Because there are small differences. Oh, but there's then, huge differences. They're not even small, yeah. they're huge. Yes, yeah. I agree. But you have to think about how you would do it in real life and really kind of, you know, think about, do you want to start off a conversation with, hi, I'm Gadda Vanderpool, and this is what I do, da 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 you know? Yeah, or do you want to start a conversation and say, hey, it's really nice to meet you, Gadda, tell yeah. me more about you, what are you, you know, what are you up yeah. to? Always yeah. asking for that person to have the spotlight, which yes, is what I yeah. talk about, which reminds me, I'm just going to do a, a very... Um, uh, shameless plug because I always forget to do that. So for anyone who's listening who might be interested in what I have to offer as the podcast host, I just want to tell you I have on my website, JanicePorter.com, a seven-step formula for creating business relationships that last. And I invite you to go and download that ebook um, as a uh, gift from me. And if you do and you read it, at the end, there's another gift. So there you go. Yeah. I to say that. So, because um, I always forget. And uh, I think it's important right there that I say. Yeah, totally. And feel free to do that also if you haven't done it already. Okay, let's go back to that juicy topic of the difference between um, how one operates on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. That's my world. How do they operate on Facebook and or mm -hmm. Instagram? Where do you hang out the most and what do you find? The, where do you find the most um, success in yeah. terms of building relationship, uh, mm -hmm. maybe finding some, uh, some generate some leads or find some business. For me, I hang out the most on Facebook. Okay. Uh, and that is primarily because it, it does feel natural to me, okay. you know, for how often people talk about the algorithms changing and yeah. it's changed again. And I don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah quite often it does just come back to what is it you're posting? You know, like if you are constantly posting to your personal profile about your business and so no one's liking it, well, sure. The algorithm doesn't work for you because the algorithm wants to know that you can make people not just like your stuff, but you can also make people comment on your stuff, uh, potentially even share it. So if you can create that interaction with your content, don't really have to worry about the algorithm and so that okay, comes wait, down stop to there. stop there this is like oh yeah. wait <laughs> so oh my god okay somewhere in yeah. the last several months mm -hmm. somebody said to me or i read somewhere and you know facebook gods that yes exactly the algorithms don't work anymore they're not helping on facebook pages don't get seen very much mm -hmm. and you should only focus on your personal profile and do everything there so mm. that's what I've been doing. I have okay. two business pages. They don't have a lot of likes yeah. and I don't really do much on them because of yeah. that in my head. So tell me if I steer me in yeah. the right direction. No. So I was talking about personal profiles and there is definitely a movement. I, I know for myself, I've built up more of a profile by focusing on my profile because mm -hmm. Facebook has always been about connecting people. And so they, they do put the focus on, where they can have those connection points. So 
business pages, that's business. It's not about people connecting. So yes, you do have to pay to play a little bit on business pages, but yes, organically, you can make things happen on your page. It is a little bit more difficult. There is a little bit less um, leeway in terms of if you're not being consistent with posting on your page, then you're not going to see the results. Page, you mean your personal profile? No, business page. Oh. So your page oh. is your business page, right, like right. let's say Janice Porter, yeah. uh, LinkedIn trainer, and yeah. then your profile is you know right. what you you use. But to you're set saying up, so. that you still need to do posts on there to make a difference. On, on which one? On your which page. Um, well, the reason that you have your page is that you can then use that for other things like. Facebook ads, right? So right. you can't do Facebook right. ads from your profile. Right. So that's, that. that's kind of why you need your page. But um, yeah, there are instances, and I guess particularly with coaches, you can be running most of your business off your personal profile. Right. You know, you could be, you could create the right calls to action. Um, interestingly enough, I saw an agency just yesterday where they, their business page popped up. I hadn't seen them post anything on their business page in ages. But to me as a marketer, it was obvious why they decided to use that platform. They were asking people to respond to, you know, something that they were putting out and uh, it would be out soon. Just leave us a comment. Just say anything if you want to know more about it. They were going to be activating a chat bot. So that's why mm -hmm. they moved to their mm -hmm. page as opposed to their profile. Sure. And so that's the reasons, you know, you can do things like that. You've got a chat bot, you set that up, people are then become subscribers to your page. Mm -hmm. And it's like having your own email list that obviously Facebook owns, but you suddenly have this other place that you can talk to people quite regularly. Mm -hmm. So um, I, tr I just recently tried to do a Facebook ad, just mm -hmm. a small or boost my post. What's the difference right. between the two? Well, you want, you don't, you don't want to get into boosting because you're not, you're not being very targeted with who you're trying to speak to. So when you do a Facebook ad, you can be very targeted, you know, geographically, age, interests. I thought um, you do that with a boost. But then on top of that, you can also use the information to retarget. So, you know, if you put out a video, you could, you could take, you know, three minutes of this interview and turn it into a video. Um, and then depending on the people that watched it, video views, you can then take that and remarket to those people something that makes sense, you know, so you could remarket something about the confidence to profit. You could remarket something about your ebook. So there's just, there's just more, um, more data, more that you can do when you do Facebook advertising as opposed to just boosting. If you know what you're doing. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> it's all about, yeah. do you know what you're doing? And so yeah. I look at that stuff and I feel like I'm getting taken to the cleaners cause I'm trying to do it myself and I don't know what mm. the heck I'm doing. So I think, um, but that's like anything, right? If you, if you get the coaching on how to do it yes. or if you get someone to do it for you, they are very effective. Yes. But if okay. you play around and you don't know what you're doing, it can be easy to just, the money can just go down the drain. Yeah. And unfortunately that's what happens with a lot of people. And they're like, nah, Facebook ads just don't work for me. And it's. Same as the networking thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. What's your favorite thing to do? 
with your business? Uh, my favorite thing to do, I just, I was just on a retreat this past weekend and we talked about passions and it was really funny. Some of the stuff that was coming up, but I, yeah, it again, always comes back to, I just love, I love working with people, helping them figure out a problem and seeing them get to the other end. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was saying we, we kind of went off and did some partner work and I was saying to someone how I was looking back at some of the interviews I've been doing for confidence to profit. And I was actually smiling, watching myself. And I was thinking that's so odd, you know, for someone who can, um, you know, I can kind of pick at myself. I could pick at myself about my hair and my skin and whatever. Yeah. We're Um, critics, right? Yeah. But I can watch these interviews and because I know that I'm teaching something or that I'm sharing something, I just feel like in every single video, I just feel like I look really like I'm glowing, you know, it's really, I'm really in my happy place. So it's really funny because my partner took it as, Oh, well maybe you need to be on TV. And I was like, no, no, that's (laughs) not what I'm trying to say. Trying to say, I love working with people and helping them get through something, especially if it's, you know, I think that's why I like working with women. It's that idea of helping them mostly for women. Like we're trying to make a business that fits into our lifestyle. And I've, yeah. And and we also are are much more collaborative. So we like to work with other people, right. And and support each other. I know it's really cool. I have actually um, been, I think fortunate in the last few years that I finally was able to put together um, Mm -hmm. my love for teaching again with, Mm. um, you know, the things that I'm doing today. So the relationship marketing and the, and the LinkedIn training, because it's when I'm teaching, Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm at my best. However, I love this too. I'm really enjoying doing a podcast and it's um, it's fun to interview different people and to get different people's perspective on relationships. So, let me ask you this, um, with the traveling or the moving that you've done over the years, mm-hmm. so you come to New Zealand, how long ago was that for the first time that you were there? 1999. Okay, so you've been there a while. <laughs> yeah, there's been some other move. there's been movement, but okay. originally, yeah. But when you first went there, mm-hmm. um, so business was a little bit different then. You were probably not in the same space, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is what did you do to establish yourself? Did you, where did you, or how did you build relationship? So, yeah. So when I first arrived in 99, that was just a one year work visa. So I actually came back to Canada after okay. a year and then came back later. But I think for me as a freelancer, things took off. Uh, actually through Twitter. So yeah, so I don't use Twitter at all anymore. It is kind of a, yeah, it's kind of different things feed in there through Zapier. And I look every once in a while, and I still see like, I've got a decent following, but I don't, I'm not over there really at all. But it's just, I find the chatter is just too loud. Mm -hmm. But back then, so yeah, that probably would have been the digital thing really kicked in for me around 2003. Mm-hmm. So back then wasn't a ton of people on it in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had like Twitter greater and uh, I'd consistently be in the top three in New Zealand. Okay. And it was just, yeah, just that 
ability to kind of share information, but talk to people and, you know, I'd be tweeting a TV show. So that was just a really good combination of who I was, which show through on Twitter, you know, the professional side of me, the fun side of me, the conversational side. And yeah, somehow it just, I was able to build relationships just to easily find other like-minded people and just, yeah, I think again, that consistency. And so then that's when a couple of brands would just come directly to me. Oh, that's interesting because when I think of building relationships, Mm-hmm. I don't think of it being strictly online. I always think mm-hmm. of taking it offline. Was that happening? Mm. Well, um, to an, to a to a point, uh, there was there were some festivals, like a, a I think it was called like Twestival or something. There were meetups that were happening. So other people that were just it was all based on proximity, right? It was right. kind of like we chatted a bit on Twitter. Now let's get together. We all live in this particular city okay. and have well, a drink. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then there was no, but those meetups generally weren't business related. It was more that personal side. These are just sure. people that I've met or I'm traveling within New Zealand. And now when I go to a different city, there's people that I know so sure. I can meet up with them. I, mm-hmm. I know them in yeah. air quotes yes. through Twitter. Yeah. But then I was just, I just was just trying things. I was just, constantly like I guess because I've always had that connection to the US and Canada I was just constantly looking at what they were doing because New Zealand is typically anywhere from two to three years behind in the digital landscape and so um, I'd look to see what was happening and Twitter parties were happening so I was just doing Twitter parties just kind of like coming up with a theme and just doing it and people were like how do you even do this what's going on how what are you doing and um so yeah so brands started coming to me for just little little things like how to do a twitter party how to set up the twitter and um yeah that was that was part of part of it that's 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 kind of cool so i'm Mm. gonna go back to something because again i i'm not sure i got the answer that i think we got off on a tangent when i'm talking about knowing how to create conversations that convert sales yes okay so i'm thinking now I'm on my personal profile mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. and I'm there. I, now I'm, I am not the kind of person who my whole life is out there. Okay. Yeah. But I, I do intersperse a little bit of personal with mm-hmm. business. I'm also trying always to engage from other people's um, uh, posts and yeah you know, celebrate successes and whatever. However, I use, I do use Facebook. I must admit a lot more for my send out cards business than I do for anything else because I can take photos I see and put them on cards and send them to people. But I digress. Um, So what, what does that look like? What does a conversation Mm -hmm. that converts to a sale actually look like? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting because I am actually, I've done a bit of a, a challenge in my Facebook group for business women around oh, that. Wait, on ra- wait um, well, that's going to, we're actually, it's going to turn into a bit of a pop-up for the confidence to profit. Okay. But at the moment, okay. yeah, that's at fine. the moment it's called um, social media marketing crew for women in business. Right. But I got it. Yeah. Okay. So, um 
uh, and then I'm going to, I'm going to be extending some of what I've done in there for the confidence to profit. So people okay. can get a hold of that and, and what that kind of formula of a, of a sales post looks like. So if you back it up a little bit, when you're on your personal profile, you want to have that 80, 20 rule. So I don't know if you've heard that, the you know, the 80, honestly. Yeah. So it's not a hundred percent buy my products, buy my service. It's literally, it's actually 80%. Who are you? Yes. How can you educate people? How can you inspire people? How can you entertain people? And then that 20% is where you could do, you know, your, your sales type posts. And so, um, I guess, uh, so the questions around posts that convert into Mm -hmm. sales sort of thing. So, you know, there is that storytelling element. And then I think a big thing as well is that actual call to action. Quite often, we actually have to tell people what to do and people will leave that off. They will just yeah, kind of tell a story, talk yeah. about their services, but you actually have to have a call to action to tell people, you know, leave that, leave a, leave a comment down below, jump into my inbox, whatever that is. But you are, uh, you are um, the, ultimately you're trying to get people into your inbox where you can talk to them one-on-one. So you want to move that conversation off your wall, talking to them one-on-one so that you can start to do that listening that we've talked about, you know, so you can actually start questioning them, finding out more about, you know, what made them reach out to you. Something's made them take that next step that you asked them to do. So, um, yeah, I think I do it more than I realize, but I find Mm. that, and again, the different, some of the, the subtle differences between Facebook and LinkedIn, because Mm -hmm. I find with LinkedIn being more of the business platform, not that I'm going to sell more frequently or more often, no direct selling per se, unless in a private message and unless sort of, you know, it's been talked about in in different ways beforehand, but you can actually get to the heart of the business ask faster i think in linkedin than you can in facebook because in facebook you can turn someone off like so fast Mm. right if you do it wrong yeah and i think it it becomes about being intentional with who is on your friends list as well like if you are wanting to partly run your business through your profile you have to be intentional about who you're friending it's not about okay facebook's presented these 20 people i should be friends with and you just kind of click through and send a friend request. Like you actually want to have a look and see if this is someone that you, and it's not just about, is it someone that you want to sell to? It's, you know, is it someone that in some shape or form you you actually want to have a relationship? Do they live somewhere that you're interested in? Do you have a commonality of some sort? Are you mothers? And I think, you know, I'm not sure what type of clients you work with, but I think, you know, in that, we, we know that we have to meet people where they are when we're selling a service or a product. And a lot of the coaches, a lot of the female coaches, they are working with women who hang out on Facebook. So it's, you know, I think you think you, for you, the sale feels easier on LinkedIn, but if you're a relationship coach or a weight loss coach or um, a family coach, whatever the case may be, 
you're meeting people where they are, which is on Facebook. And so it becomes easier, you know, it's it's, wherever you feel most comfortable and where your target audience is, is the place you need to be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think though, I often hear that, um, there's a lot of, I mean, here's an example, and I just want to ask you one more question about this to tie this together. So, uh, and I think that there's a lot of question about, um, Groups, groups are the place to be on Facebook, mm-hmm. for example. There's a lot, and there's a couple of really big women's entrepreneur groups, like huge, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, well, there's more than a couple, I'm sure. There's like mm-hmm. a million and plus followers or there are members, and there's, you know, 62,000 members in a group, this kind of thing. But yeah. most of them are like startups, and they're like just, it's like they need someone to talk to. Now, that might be where a coach wants to hang out, which is mm-hmm. great. However, are these people ready to make, to buy something? I find quite often they're not. They want everything for free. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends if you're talking about, is it a group that you've created yourself or you're talking no, about a group that you go into? No, so I'm you're talking about groups that you go into and you're yeah. kind of trying to sell. Well, and I think that's the thing. You have to kind of read the group and figure out what you think. Like, is this your market? Is this worth your time to be in there like if you're are you adding you know are you adding value but yeah if you're sensing that people are just going to take 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 yeah um you know because some of the best groups yeah there's lots of amazing information being shared around but you're not just the only one sharing it right you're getting a lot out of the group yeah it um, would have to be that for sure and i love about the the 80 20 rule i think it rules everything 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. 80% of the time you want to, like you said, entertain, educate, or inspire in your posts. And 20% of the time it might be an actual direct ask of some sort. Um, In relationship marketing, uh, we talk about, um, one of my mentors has a book called uh, The Power of Human Connection. And he talks about how most of the time people think when they hear relationship marketing, we think marketing, but Mm -hmm. for us, relationship marketing, 80% of the time it needs to be about relationship and 20% of the time it needs to be about marketing. So we always want to be um, building, uh, engaging and so forth. And then uh, we say, give, 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 ask. Yes. Right. Yeah. Same kind of thing. So this has been fun. And, and I know that we're on the same page and I want you to give me one more time, whatever you want to say about the upcoming confidence to profit uh, summit that's coming up. And uh, we'll make sure that this gets out there before that happens. Great. Uh, okay. Well, I've we've gone through all the interviews now, so I'm feeling very confident about, you know, the idea that if you are, one of the people that I named, like a course creator, if you are a coach of some sort, if you are in network marketing, you will get something out of, you know, at least, you know, I, I'll say at least one, but I'm sure at least out of five of the interviews, you sure. know, it's a really great value. Everyone, including yourself, Janice, has been so, so giving in uh, what they share in the interview, but then also the fact that everyone is also sharing a free download, a free gift 
for the people that take part. And some of these gifts, you know, there are checklists, things to really get you going, really think about where it is that you've been falling down, if it's on one of the networks or what it is you can do to increase your confidence. Um, you know, people have offered phone calls, there's phone calls with me. So I'm really excited because I think people will walk away with you know, an action plan or mm -hmm. an aha moment or something will shift in their business. So that's exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. It is really exciting. And that's going to be November 12th to 19th. And, correct. Uh, and it, um, how will people find out about it? I, I'll put the link here for confidence to profit.com. That's, that's where right. they sign up to register. Yes. Yeah, okay. that's correct. Okay. So once they've registered, we will be sending out emails on a daily basis just to remind them and let them know who the speaker is for that day. Uh, the, yeah, because the interviews are live for a 24-hour period and they roll over every day. So, so when you said something earlier, to, can people download them or, or they just see them and then they're gone? Uh, so they will be live. It's a free event and the videos okay. are live for 24 hours. There is going to be the opportunity to take part to have the VIP all access pass sure. so that they can own the videos for life. So sure. yeah, that's different. Yeah. Well, that gives yeah. people time to go back and study them and whatever. It's probably well worth it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been a delight. I thank you so much. And for being a guest on my show, I wish you yeah. confidence to profit um, virtual summit. And one last thing, what do you do for fun when you're not working? What do I do for fun? Oh, that's shifting a lot at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love to be outside. I love to get outside. So it was, it's been a really tough winter. We're just coming off winter in New right, Zealand. Right, you're just going into spring and summer, right? Yeah, no, it's been a very rainy winter, so I haven't been outside as much as I love to. Um, I'm by the beach here, so I'd love to be outside. I love to go for walks, uh, occasionally go for runs, not running as much these days. But yeah, just being outside is, 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 is my big thing, really. Yeah. Well, thank you again, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again very soon um, around the uh, summit. So thank mm -hmm. you so much. And... Again, for my audience, anybody that is listening that wants to check out that uh, summit, I really advise you to go to confidencetoprofit.com and sign up. And anybody who's interested in my seven-step formula to creating business relationships that last, please go to my website and uh, download a free copy. And until the next time, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.